This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the 94th Academy Awards. The Oscars. Who's going to win? Who's going to go home empty-handed? Find out this Sunday on the Oscars. The Academy Awards. Proudly sponsoring Ear Buddies. Megan Fox. And I'm Megan Fox's boyfriend. <laughs> and this is Ear Buddies. It's been a little bit, buddy. It's been too long, Tim. It's been too long. Yeah, well said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy but to we, be uh, <laughs> to be podding with you once again. Yes, it's, you know it's, we, it's, we we squeaked by uh, the last couple of weeks. Right, I was going to say we can't miss a Monday, and we will not miss a Monday. <laughs> we will never miss a Monday at, um, at any cost. We we will no. never miss. So you a do Monday. what you have to, but this this is where we want to be together again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should talk about this a little bit, though, right? Because um, I don't know if you have been receiving any feedback, but I. Uh, have heard from, let's just say, more than one regular EarBuddies listener. Uh, and it seems like there might have been a consensus that the the two back-to-back weeks of you and I uh, flying solo were really good and maybe an end and maybe preferable to us together. <laughs> So I think we need to I think we need to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, they were they did really seem well received because you know we we of course uh, we've got a whole army behind us uh, and <laughs> yes. a very a very supportive army, but mm-hmm. it's it's rare to to hear immediate direct feedback positive feedback like that. Um, yeah. you know we don't get that every week, um, and. For for these last two, yeah, I mean, the reviews were coming in, and it was five stars, thumbs up, uh, a pluses, all kinds of really nice things, and mm-hmm. yeah, it did it did make me make me wonder, Tim. Uh, perhaps our banter and our rapport <laughs> and our relationship, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not all it's cracked up to be. Maybe it, not what we what we think it is. Is it dragging the show down? <laughs> Are we better off alone? Perhaps. Do we do we just should we just from now on? I, I take a week. You take the next week, and and get our listenership up. Here's here's what I want to believe. I want to believe I don't have all the data I need to make an informed decision on this. Because right now, Mm. the only data I have is, boy, that Solomon Linda episode and that video game episode were great, and radio silence on the rest of our apps. So I'm hoping hoping that maybe some more feedback rolls in uh, uh, in the next few weeks when we're together to suggest that... um, that we do have a good thing going here. Otherwise, yeah, we may have to we may have to rip this show. Uh, we may have to cleft it in twain. I mean, <laughs> I'll take the high road and you take the low. It's uh, yeah, it's a scary prospect. You know, the whole premise of the show is that we're buddies, but listen, we'll do anything for the metrics. So yeah, I guess let us know. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> we'll do whatever you want. Honestly. This week, pal, uh, we are revisiting a topic that we uh, touched on early in the the lifespan of this pod, and that's pop punk. Two, three, five. Maybe if I had something to say, 
Ooh, I like that's 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 the fun tease because it's still not punk rock like we were gonna do, is it, Tim? No, no, not no, 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 no. Same thing. No, I'm gonna say the word Ramones right now and never again on this episode. There so, it is. Thank you. Just set your expectations accordingly, everyone. <laughs> no, instead, uh, we have uh, we have some updates. Things have kind of popped off in the pop punk world since uh, that episode almost a year ago, pal. Mm, it is almost a year ago. Our anniversary is coming up. That's right. Our, our special one-year anniversary episode. Big plans. <laughs> Big plans. Can't say much more about it right now, but... Uh, <laughs> whoo, boy. Plans. Since we last spoke about this topic, we've had a new album by Willow, we have had a new album by Avril Lavigne, which debuted in the top 10 of the Billboard uh, Top 200. Hot dog. Machine Gun Kelly has a new album coming out this week. And he's still got that pink guitar, everything. I mean, <laughs> man. Things are happening. Full speed ahead here. I suppose the dying language that Travis Barker was saving has been mm. well and truly saved, after oh, all, yeah. so... Yeah, exactly. Buddy, have you listened to the new Avril Lavigne album, Love Sucks? Buddy, I sure have. Uh, didn't take me very long. Um, yeah! It's a... It's a, a, a tight, <laughs> tight 34 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 12 songs, too. That's, Man. uh... <laughs> what a freaking breath of fresh air that is, though. I, when every single album now is is twenty five songs plus some bonus additions. Mm. Ooh, it feels nice yep. to just get twelve tracks. Yeah, Avril said, "Let's get in, let's get out." Uh, and like they're all two and a half minutes long too. It's incredible. Yeah, some of them don't even hit two minutes. It's it's the best. I mean. Mm. It's just, it's just, it's fun. Anyway, that, I mean, that's what we're talking about. I'm not going to throw an opinion out yet. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it, bud. Let's talk about the state of pop punk in 2022. Oh, she cussed. Right away. Wow, she Avril. She cusses right away. <laughs> you know what you're in for. Buddy, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I... I also can't believe it, Tim. Like, here's so here's 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 something. Here's mm -hmm. something. We we know about Machine Gun Kelly and Willow, and uh, yeah. you know the the new heads coming up, right? That's right. Um, and and that's fun, and we've discussed it, and we're aware. Um, but Avril is 37 years old, and yeah, she rather than explore any sort of new territory in her uh, <laughs> artistic development, she said hey, I might as well. She said, Travis are you free this weekend? Actually it'll only take a couple of minutes. And <laughs> Travis said yeah, I'm around. Let's pound this thing out. One take Travis. <laughs> That's right. And they just uh, and here we go. Here we have a a honest to God just straight up uh, bubblegum pop punk album from Avril in 2022. This is such a nostalgia play that I'm what's actually shocking to me is that it hit number 9 on the Billboard Top 200 albums in its debut. Like, yeah. Who, who, out, here, who out there was actually saying I think we need another Avril Lavigne album that sounds like the first one. Are we having fun yet? Tell me, are we done yet? 
It sounds okay. If I can put on my my critic's hat here, please. Uh, it it doesn't sound. It sounds worse than the first one. It sounds. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here, let, okay. Because as we're we're yeah. talking about this Avril Lavigne album, sort of as a synecdoche of uh, pop punk in general, right? We're not here to review just like this album, but it's a great door to. to uh, through which to peer into the genre uh, of <laughs> pop punk, um, yes. and <laughs> getting better at French. So, <laughs> so um, really good. Did you know that Avril has French citizenship? Apparently, just that's just something fun well, for you. I don't know. Don't don't probably a lot of Canadians do, don't they? I don't know. Yeah. Well, don't ruin it. Um. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, here's the thing about pop punk. It is a, and I don't, I don't mean this in a negative, but it's an inherently pretty juvenile genre, right? It's yeah. very, it's, it's loud and and bratty is a word often used to describe it. There you and go. it's, you know, it's teens in a mall and and hot topic and kind of just. You know, warp tour the whole the whole kit and caboodle. It's totally. for kids. It's for it's for the kids. Yes. Absolutely, right? Yes, yes. And, and Crucially, it's I, for the kids. I really like pop punk, mm-hmm. and the reason I like pop punk is because I liked it when I was a kid. And <laughs> but like really sincerely, it's it's often simple. It's very shiny. It's fun. It's the production is just absolutely candy coated, right? Totally. Like you hear your first pop punk song when you're at the, at that age, and oh, uh, I mean it, it blows your head right off. Like it's incredible. Yeah, if I can interject, and, it's it's that perfect. Um, we talked about this a little bit when we talked about uh, when we talked about Wimpcore. Yes, yes, yes. Sort yep. of finding that space uh, where you know you're uncomfortable with with metal, as it were. Uh, but you don't want to be boring. It's just this, it's that, it hits that sweet spot of great melodies and crunchy guitars and big loud drums. It's just a, ah, why wouldn't we love it when we were 15, you know? Yes, exactly. Right. It, it was. It was absolutely for us, and which is why it's interesting. Uh, you know, Tim, you use the word or the term nostalgia play, and like, I'm not going to demand that an artist do anything. Right. That's not up to me. Sure. Uh, but it, it is. It's jarring to hear Avril. I guess we'll use her doing like the the album is named love sucks with an x and their her her you know track with machine gun kelly's oh. boys lie and uh, he of course says yes that's right and he he says girls lie too yeah. so tell me why why you tell your friends i'm the bad guy when you're the villain yeah. i worship your religion Yeah. Uh, and like, which is, and it's amazing, like the lyrical content, mm. the the production, the whole thing, it is exactly like it was back in, I don't know, 2004, 2005, 2006, like that nothing has changed. It's like the album was written in 2003 and then preserved in amber. And then we yep. cracked it open just a couple months ago and recorded it. Yeah, so it's so it isn't. It's a nostalgia play. Um, who is asking for new Avril Lavigne music? Who's asking? What'd you say? Thirty-seven years old? I did say that, and I meant it. Yeah, thirty-seven <laughs> years old. What? Who, uh, who is this for? Uh, oh, Tim, that's I, the question, isn't it? And I mean, it? I think it's for us. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't like it. I I do. I actually really like it. I think it's a ton of fun to listen to. Yep. Uh, and you and you have guest spots like you mentioned by Machine Gun Kelly. Black Bear is here. Freaking Mark Hoppus is here, bud. Yep. Blink One Eighty Two bassist. Uh, and and got sixty six percent of Blink One Eighty Two 
on the, <laughs> this, the song All I Wanted by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I was always crushing on the wrong boys. I was always yelling when I should have been sitting down. Memories of cigarettes and Polaroids. Cause you're in the kitchen of a house that burned down. I remember waiting on the sunrise. And I'll be right here waiting till you come back around. Come back around. Come back around. All I wanted was you. Let's go. It's very fun. If this were it back in, in the early the early 2000s, mm-hmm. I would say it's a little bit dust in the wind as far as uh, staying power and as far as hooks and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, not not really anybody's best work. B- yeah. uh, but then back back then you were up against people like Blink 182, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know uh, Avril's ex-husband in Some 41 or. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, simple plan, et cetera, et cetera. Like, the, and there was a lot of like legitimately good tunes that mm-hmm. came from that. Yeah, it's not all about the the noise and the production and the, and the big loud guitars. But now in 2022, like, this is like you said. You know, it it cracked the charts, um, not on the strength of its songwriting or uh, even you know production or the fact that it was attached to Travis Barker. I don't think. I think mm-hmm. it's because uh, it hit the audience that it was intended to, which is us. Absolutely, yeah. the people who were you know who were there kind of at the beginning and uh, want to remember how that felt. To that end, I mentioned that it debuted at number nine on the Billboard charts. The next week, ninety-one. So right, it it makes a. A big splash, relatively, as big a splash as it can for the crowd that is still here, uh, which is you and me and all of our friends. And then, uh, and then, and now it's it's gone. It has vanished, you know? Sure. Yeah, we, we had a fun weekend. We had yeah, a fun exactly. weekend together. <laughs> just, like, just like we will have, by the way, pal, at the When We Were Young Festival uh, in Las Vegas in October. Now, listen... Tim, tell us about that, because that ties very neatly into the point that I think we're trying to make here. Mm-hmm. The poster for this, uh, this, well, what was going to be a single-day event now is two weekends in Las Vegas. The poster, I mean, was born to go viral on uh, millennial Twitter, because this day of concerts features literally every single pop punk and emo band from 2001 to 2006. I, I mean, I mean, no one is missing from this list. At the top, you've got My Chemical Romance, Paramore, The Used, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, Manchester Orchestra, The All-American Rejects, Boys Like Girls, Avril's right there. Uh, it's cr- Every last one of them. Every single one of them is coming to this, uh, to the Las Vegas Festival grounds. I have heard sort of whispers that that say maybe this is going to be like a fire festival level uh, <laughs> disaster. Um, sure, <laughs> you know, lots of uh, lots of red flags. I guess when you sign up, uh, you don't get a lot of information. So this could be, uh, you know, a real humanitarian crisis in October in Las Vegas. <laughs> but for right now, I mean. This right, is, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, fire this poster around and remember all these bands that you loved when you were a teen. When we were young. That's it. It's, it's all right there on the poster. You're asking questions that have already been answered by the poster. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and I think like that, that uh, the fact that that is happening, right, and the fact that you know, even if for the last, like, couple years, there have been... Tim, I don't know if you hear about these, Tim. I don't know how, how cosmopolitan you are these days, but uh, they, they do pop-punk nights and emo nights, and and millennials, mm. people who grow up, grew up on that music, go to these, and they just listen to these tunes and kind of jam around and, and feel young again. And they just blast from the speakers uh, untitled by Simple Plan. Well, probably not that one. <laughs> but, uh, Wish they you would. You know, a different, 
a different one. Uh, Welcome to my life by Simple Plan. Yeah, and 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 we love that. And I mean, yeah, I do. I love that. But it it seems it seems pretty clear, sort of immediately that this is sort of it's not for anyone. No. But everyone who was there already. Yeah, it's for the olds. It's sort of a harrowing glimpse into the future where where we are our parents. You know, it's it's um Ooh, yep. It's a bunch of dads at Four Bears Casino and Lodge, you know, listening to Cheap Trick. It's kind of dark in that way. Oh, it it absolutely is. It it I mean, yeah, it's it's <laughs> It is, and <laughs> like it, you know, it's it, the fate that we are all uh, bound for. Right, it's gonna happen. I mean, the Beach Boys come to the Norse Coast Fest, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what a lot this of is. white hair. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and it that's that's what's what's interesting. And if I if I can, uh, well, I guess I have been wearing my critics hat, so I'll just keep that on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks great but on you, bud. Thank you so much. It's black and it has critic in big white uh, block capital letters across you've got the front. A, it, you've got a little slip of paper sticking out of the uh, like a like you're a private eye, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, yeah. I mean, you're looking at it. So, the, what's interesting, I think, is like the tension between uh that nostalgia play stuff yeah and the f- the fact that to be honest Travis Barker uh is is helping a lot of uh actual innovation uh mm-hmm. come up as well like and and we have discussed this before absolutely so we don't need to go that far into it but he he you know he started his own label and yep. uh it's an imprint of Electra Records uh which Fueled by Ramen uh, is the, is the label that all of these bands were and are on. You saying those three words is like giving a, a little sugar pellet to a hamster. I feel so good <laughs> just hearing those three words. I, I encourage everybody who's listening to this uh, because we do not have the time. Go just Google Fueled by Ramen. Go to their Wikipedia page. <laughs> And the, it's just the lineup for the When We Were Young tour. Like, yeah. that's, they were all there. I'm but, sorry, but, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it is, a, I love a little sugar pellet. <laughs> <laughs> so his new, his new imprint is, uh, like, fostering actual new stuff. And mm. he's drumming on it and, and producing it and whatever else. And honestly, I think, yeah, he's signed Avril to it as well. Yes, so that's, that's sort right. of just f- fun. But... It's just it's weird because it is there's both a resurgence in uh, like n- old pop punk, just nostalgia pop punk, which Avril's album clearly and unapologetically is. Mm-hmm. But then there's there are also actual new artists uh, who are you know taking their cues from the the sounds and the styles and whatever else and being produced by Travis and Tim. You know who uh, what's his name? John Feldman is. Oh, dude. Yeah, that guy's pulling all the strings. That's yeah. Uh, he's well. He he was he's the lead singer of um, Goldfinger, which mm-hmm. uh, listeners will remember as the band that covered Nina's '99 Red Balloons <laughs> in the Mary Kate and <laughs> Ashley Olsen movie. Um, anyway, so yeah, and, and he's he has produced so so many of our, our favorites and he's still yes. at it same, same thing with travis uh yeah but on the that, on the pop punk cork board he his picture is in the middle and all the strings are are branching off of him Yes. Yeah. And but now, like him and Travis. Right. I mean, of course, Travis. Travis sort of is. I One think, take Travis. The, yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope that's true. I mean, I assume it's true. Um, anyway, that's. I mean, Tim. What? What do you think about that? Like, we're we're, we're talking about the the state of the genre, um, and it's. Uh, so, like, how does how does how do these things? play to, like how do they work together is it the, is it the same uh thing what's what's happening i am of two minds here i it, it's 
It all feels a bit like kind of a, a contradiction, I guess, because on one hand, yes, you you look at this Avril Lavigne album, and it's it is just it is pure nostalgia, as we've said over and over. But Travis Barker, as you uh, Travis Barker is drumming for that album and for Willow on on her new her new thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not a nostalgia play, but she's she is creating pretty similar pop punk uh, soundscapes, right? Like the the vibes put out by uh, Willow and Maud's son, Avril's uh, boyfriend, um, and frankly, Machine Gun Kelly. It's it's not that far removed from what Avril Lavigne was doing in, in 2003 and, you know, what Taking Back Sunday and everybody else had, did all through that uh, decade, too. It, mm-hmm. it is very sonically similar. But there's, there is this new guard coming up uh, making more of it. Look at Olivia Rodrigo, bud. Good for you. Uh, brutal. Those two songs uh, from her debut album were pretty big ones. And now she's sharing all the royalties for Good For You with Paramore. It's, um... There is an appetite among the youth as far as I can tell, for pop punk, for that, and you know the style of pop punk that that you and I uh, enjoyed, capital W, capital W, capital W, capital Y, when we were young. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 very clear that you know a lot of these these zoomers, uh, you know, wouldn't really know Avril if she fell out of a tree and hit him on the head, like. Uh, she is, th- she's 37, <laughs> and, but, but weirdly enough, like, they would probably know Travis, and not mm-hmm. just because of all the tattoos, like, he, <laughs> he's, he's very, he's such a part of, like, the whole scene, and such a godfather of all of it, uh, that, well, and here's, here's something interesting, too, I think, like, the fact that the pop punk, um, scene at like mm-hmm. at, at the top is such a relatively tiny tiny circle like yeah. it's there's not many people uh right you know travis john uh and you know all their friends but it's been the same people for 20 or 30 years honestly yeah. right and and that is in my opinion homogenizing everything uh mm. because if if Travis is going to play on uh, Avril's Legacy album, and he's yep. also going to play on uh, Willow's brand new Fresh album, it's going to yep. sound pretty similar. Absolutely, and it does sound pretty similar. So, what the heck? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess I don't know what it's. Is it as simple as saying that you know? Trends are cyclical, and, and we're hitting about the twenty-year mark on on pop punk, and so it's time right. to come back. and And it just so happens that some of the great talent, like Travis Barker, are still game to to play. Probably, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I mean, yeah, I because the thing is, some. I mean, often, as we know, often stuff just happens, and and yes. may, maybe there's not some massive cultural reason and like you know i've heard people saying like oh the angst and the the Mm -hmm. uh sort of bitterness and and despair or whatever uh of being a teen and and feeling that vibe that's coming back now because you know the world is terrible and the world is ending and all these things sure yeah maybe maybe maybe. i mean i that that may factor into it but i think you know i think it probably Probably what's happening is the you know the world spins madly on cycle comes back and but this time you know 
Travis and company, uh, they caught a wave and they're riding it. Mm-hmm. I can't get the smell of you off my sheets. I clean them every day, but it just won't leave. I stay awake, I'm so afraid to fall asleep. Cause I see your face every night in my dreams, which turn into a nightmare. You don't fight fair. They are, they are not going to let this go without, uh, without participating. And Travis himself, I mean, he's... He's running the show, and when you yeah. get people like the bassist from Blink 182 on uh, Avril Lavigne's album, I mean, it it shows you how small that world, the pop punk world, actually is, mm-hmm. and it also shows you that um, you know these folks are they're, they're still controlling all of it, which I guess is I don't know. It depends on what you think. Is that cool or should they? <laughs> Relax and let it go, sure. and let someone else try. I don't know. Back they, they, off, st- right. they, they, they still all play. They're still having a good time. Might as well get in there. I am wondering if we're going to hit um, the rare overexposed drummer uh, moment for Travis Barker. Like that guy is just <sighs> Forrest Gumping his way through this <laughs> resurgence. It's insane. I <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but. <laughs> But he just does not miss a release, and and he always, you know, he takes a cool picture in the studio with every uh, young, cool Gen Z pop punk, uh, you know, emo rap artist, and I don't know, he's looking older and older. At some point, right? Maybe we should let someone else, you know, slap the skins a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, but. I mean, he loves he loves slapping the skins. And God, he loves the, drumming, and he's so good at it. One and take. He's so and he's so good at it. And really, like that, it's it's funny too because <laughs> I think you know when this cycle ends, uh, yeah. the the only thing that the teens are going to um, going to understand as pop punk music is mm-hmm. Travis Barker's drum sounds, like. Because we yeah. we used to listen to pop punk that had different drummers on it, and That's a right. lot of it sounded great. But no, you go through Travis, or you do not do it. I am a god. <laughs> right, I'm gonna tell my son someday as we're as we're sitting there listening to the you know latest release featuring Travis Barker on drums and be like you know in my day lots of different people played the drums on music like this <laughs> not just this one 65 year old man right is that could that be true he'll say i don't know it seems like really he's the only one doing it and capable of it maybe it is truly a dying language and he really is the only guy still speaking it yeah i mean that's <laughs> i don't know that's it's weird fair. yeah I'm happy for him, though. So, the state of the genre, I'll say it Englishly, um, we, like, let's settle on it. Yeah. Is it strong? <laughs> or is it, uh, is it sort of uh, a, hmm, which analogy do I use here? Is it just <laughs> a um, structure being held up by one sort of support? You know, mm. if if Travis goes, does this whole thing go all up in smoke? Um, here's what I'm going to say. Here, here's where I'll come down on it. I think the state of the pop punk genre is strong. I'm going to say it's strong because just like you could get into uh, Taking Back Sunday and then kind of fall down a rabbit hole and, and listen to, you know, stray light run or whoever mm, some yep. you know there is we haven't really mentioned them here but but there is a an interesting diverse growing scene of smaller time pop punk bands like pink shift and meet me at the altar and mm, hot yep. milk yep Dream. I had this feeling since I was 13 
they're out there. So, like, if you really love what you're hearing from Mod Sun or from Willow or whatever, um, there there is a a growing uh, a growing library of new pop punk music that is, I would say, way more representative of the world than it was in uh, 2005, too. Um, that uh, is pretty good, man. So okay. Yeah. It seems it seems like you could it, it it seems like we've had our fun, but you can pretty safely argue that Travis Barker um, single-handedly forced us all back into pop punk fandom, and enough people heard it on TikTok and SoundCloud and started doing their own thing in, in that vein. That now we have a, a fairly uh, healthy, thriving little subgenre. I, you know, it's not huge. It's it's not make. You know, it's not peaking on pop charts, but it's there, man. And I think that's pretty cool, actually. Okay, that's great to hear. I'm really uh, and you have encouraged me because yeah, like it is. We obviously have to spend some time sort of uh, wrestling with the whole issue, you know. We're mm-hmm. we're old enough to have experienced this already, so it's like, okay, what's happening, right? Um, That's right. Also, we have a podcast, so like, you know, we're That's we're supposed we do, to be yeah. We wrestle, we wrestle, <laughs> we with, wrestle this with, stuff, with the yeah. issues. But <laughs> I I am actually encouraged by that because it's you know like we were talking about on the our highly acclaimed episode uh, with um, cultural appropriation and uh, you know like Afrobeats, right? Um, yes, hearing, yes. hearing Paul Simon's Graceland, you can you can fall down a, a rabbit hole of similar cool music and get really into that. Mm-hmm. And same thing here. Like I, I, heck, I love pop punk, and I think it's cool that even if some of it, uh, maybe the mainstream uh, stuff, might sound a bit stale, um, at least to our ears, yeah. uh, that. It's not actually all stale, um, and mm-hmm. and I love you know, a f- even a few few years ago, I was, I was like, oh man, shoot, nobody's the kids aren't starting punk bands like they used to. That's too bad. Just having sort of an old man yeah, old right. man moment, and but uh-huh. I think I think they are starting punk bands uh, like they used to, or yeah, they kind of or, or or uh, you know starting their own sort of punk based project and and making mm-hmm. it sort of bedroom trap with uh pop punk ideas uh which is also cool like you know there's obviously innovation there's obviously a lot of talent there so i'm feeling better now than i did at the beginning of this podcast and for that tim i thank you well i hope that our listeners are feeling better too or or at least not saying man i wish it was only one of these dudes talking <laughs> but the jury is out on that matter. Ear Buddies will continue in a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the Oscars. Hashtag Oscars so white. Not this year. <laughs> Hashtag Oscars all right. That's nice. my little contribution. Wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The 94th Oscar Awards. Matt. Hey, Tim. Who is Oscar? So... Have you seen Sesame Street? <laughs> yeah, I have. No. Yes. Um, no, that's a setup for a punchline I'm not going to do. I don't I, I mean, he's he's a little he's a tiny golden man, is he not? <laughs> he's a he tiny is. he's a tiny golden man. He's a little golden guy and that and listen, he loves film. <laughs> he loves sitting back and turning on a movie. The movies Motion pictures, such as Don't Look Up, 
Dune, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and so many more incredible nominees in 2022. Matt, you and I, we pride ourselves on being uh, film lovers, movie buffs, cinephiles. Uh, We have seen every Best Picture nominee, haven't we? Yeah, every year for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we can, uh, you know, we are not members of the Academy. We did not nah, vote. Right. Uh, but I think we have pretty informed opinions about at least who should take home that hardware, that little golden man named Oscar. Uh, so, Matt, why don't you kick us off? What was your favorite film in 2021? Well, Tim, do you mean Oscar-nominated film or just... I, I do. I, I do. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Then that changes my answer. <laughs> well, heck, Tim, uh, my favorite would have to be Licorice Pizza, um, which mm. is a... Uh, it was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, PTA. That's right. Um, PTA. And stars... Movie buffs call him PTA. <laughs> That's right. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> and it stars uh, one of the Heim sisters in her yes. debut uh, feature film role as um, a young lady of some sort. Um <laughs> Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's I've answered your question. Young, young licorice pizza, right? <laughs> yes, um, and I loved last name pizza, first name licorice. <laughs> I loved it um, mm-hmm. because of how good of a job um, <laughs> the young. So Heim- it was, it was, it was the strength of the uh, the leading actor that uh, elevates that one for you. It's more, I would say, PTA himself. Uh, mm. You can really tell that he directed it, uh, if you know what I mean. And I know you know yeah. what I mean. Of um, course I do. Because he's just got that inimitable style of direction <laughs> where you're just like, oh, this is PTA, you know. Um, that Johnny Greenwood score. Look yeah, at me. Yeah, that's Look right. Look at me dropping names. Look at that. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. I was I was there doing the DiCaprio and me and pointing at the screen the whole time. That's PTA, I would say. Um, so that's me. That's me, Licorice Pizza. Um, how about you? Fair enough, dude. Um, well, Matt, I will answer your question with another another question. How you doing? Hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Thank you. Is, is that your real answer, or is this some sort of joke? No, it's not a joke. Yeah, Dune, man. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. There we go. I'm sorry. Denis Villeneuve. There we go. Directed this film. Uh, It is based on the classic science fiction novel Dune. And the film is called Dune. Uh. And it stars Timothy Chalamet. No, let me take another run at that. It stars Timothy Chalamet. 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 How am I doing? That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, well, we, you know, we talked about Dune on an, on an earlier episode. I, I can't, we can't do this again, but. Um, no, but you, you loved it clearly. And I mean, you're. Here's the bring, thing, man. Bring it up for a there second was, time. There was so much sand in that movie. And so many rocket ships. And I'm a, listen, I'm a sucker for sand, rockets, and of course, Oscar Isaac. So, uh, I mean, listen, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, it's a pretty clear line. I think you have to give it to Dune. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't consider that, but I, mm-hmm. that makes as much sense as uh, any of this does to me, Tim. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, that's a, a great pick, a, a sweeping, majestic film, certainly. Um, yes. Uh, beautiful, beautifully done, beautifully scored, beautifully directed. Um, yeah, good choice. Of course, we got The Power of the Dog. Matt, didn't you love that film? So, Tim, I did love that film. Uh, 
between you and me, I, I actually watched that one. Uh, <laughs> and um, not going to spoil it. Is it, it. good? We, uh, it, it actually, it actually Courtney is Courtney and I great. have been meaning to watch it. Yeah. Tim, knowing you as I do, I think you would really enjoy it. Um, hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like, and I, I may be giving too much of my myself away here, but I like movies in which nothing really happens. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking yeah. even a little bit about that. I like I like uh, a lot of subtlety. I like a lot of um, you know sidelong glances and long pauses and mm-hmm. uh, foley editing. I I I'm a sucker for just that sort of uh, thing that maybe people hate in movies. So uh, wait. You're telling me that Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't do the whole Sherlock mind palace thing in this movie? <laughs> no, Benedict sort of mopes around in this film. Um, <laughs> and hey, I love that too. I really do. Um, yeah. But it, it's great because nothing happens for a long, long time. And, uh-huh. uh, and uh, our friends Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst um, nice. They, Excellent. German. Yeah, th- yeah, well, that's my next one. Um, they appear, and they have a relationship uh, of sorts, and and things just sort of... <laughs> things just sort of go as they do in the Wild West, mm. and then in the last, like, 15 minutes, it all goes crazy. Uh, wow. It's, and it, and it, makes <laughs> it makes you think, oh, it wasn't a waste of time for me to sit here and watch the rest of this. I'm glad that I did. It was worth it. Wow. So, I would recommend it. A good film. Well, that's the movie that won, also. Uh, spoilers. Sorry if you uh, were going to wait till Sunday to find out. But <laughs> The Power of the Dog yep. is the uh, best picture winner. It actually uh, uh, won six Academy Awards. So, congratulations to Kirsten, Benedict, Jesse, uh, the whole fam damly. Every, everybody. Jane. Jane Campion. Wow, this is a good episode. The, the director. This is a great episode <laughs> of Ear Buddies, brought to you by Oscar. <laughs> Welcome back to Ear Buddies, and I'm going to hand it over to my buddy now. It's Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, Tim. Good to be here. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we're, we're playing Show and Tell, so why don't you share a song with all of us, Matt? Certainly. Okay, so I have a, a nice little one that um, I chose... Uh, well, before we had had that uplifting discussion at the end of the first segment um, mm. about maybe the state of the genre is in fact strong, um, but it, it really does represent that that is probably true. Um, and it's a song called Hit Like a Girl by a band called Meet Me at the Altar. <gasps> Oh, I'm so thrilled. <sighs> Big drums and guitars, man. That's all you need. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Not much more to it. Talk to me a little bit about Meet Me at the Altar, pal. I'd love to. So, Meet Me at the Altar... Uh, is, as you can probably tell, a pop-punk band, mm. and they, uh, well, I'm going to tell you something. They are signed to Fueled by Ramen. Yes. Isn't that fun? <laughs> There's another pellet. And basically, it's some some cool ladies, uh, and they, uh, I think the, 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 their story is that they're buddies or, or somehow... 
you know, in cahoots with uh, people from All Time Low. Uh, there's another band. Yeah, wow. And The Wonder Years. Yep. So these, uh, and they released uh, this single, um, I believe it was in March of last year. And it's, I really, I really just love the whole deal with them because one of them uh, sings. One plays guitar and bass, and the other one drums. Mm. It's really just guitar, bass, and drums, and and the vocal, a trio, yeah, right? Yeah. Blink One Eighty Two, classic. And I I chose this song too because like we're hearing, uh, you know, the, the, throughout, but especially right in that in that intro, like it's definitely pop punk, but they're using a double uh, kick drum, right? Oh, are like they ever two, two pedals? And that, uh, well, I mean, Tim, you and I know we've we've been to shows, but like that is a, uh, it makes it a little a little heavier, a little mm-hmm. more, a little harder edged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it veers a bit into like a harder rock or like metal type of sound. Yeah. Uh, and so listening to that and knowing it's a new band, I'm like, hmm, this is great because pop punk, as we all recall. It wasn't just one, um, you know, one particular Travis Barker endorsed sound ever, right? Like, there were all kinds of, I mean, it was a pretty big umbrella, and it's just nice to know that it still is. Yeah. Uh, so, just, it's sort of sort of a delight to, to hear something that is both, um, both, stirs some real nostalgia in me but also is exciting and and fresh and happening now and not 20 years ago I love that bud I am yeah I have not done a real deep dive into kind of the uh, the the smaller avenues of new pop punk music but hearing that makes me really excited to actually yeah I mean it's it's like you said it's happening and it's out there so awesome get back on board My uh, show-and-tell tune is one by Avril Lavigne, Matt. You know, she's back better than ever, maybe. Uh, but, you know, she uh, it, it's been 20 years since Let Go, her first album. Mm. Uh, you know, she had a run of two or three, maybe even four albums in the aughts that... You know, did big numbers. Yeah. Had a lot of good, a lot of singles. She yeah. was a big deal. Yep. Um, her star faded into the 2010s, but I don't know if you know this, she was still out there. She was still dropping albums fairly regularly. Well, yeah. This, she had, this one is her seventh album, right? The latest. Yeah, I believe that's right. She had yeah. Goodbye Lullaby in 2011. She had self-titled Avril Lavigne in 2013 and in 2019 Matt she released an album called Head Above Water and the song Head Above Water what if I told you that it reached number two on the Christian rock charts uh I don't know what to say to that gotta keep the calm before the storm you're hearing the version featuring We the Kings. The the <laughs> oh my goodness. This is like uh, this is like Barlow Girl. <laughs> That's for three of you. Incredible. Can't part the sea, can't reach the shore. So the story of this, Matt, is pretty great. Um, It's 2019. Avril, uh, you know, she lets 
lets everyone know she's back in the studio. God keep my head above water, don't let me drown. It gets harder on me. In September of 2018, she writes a, a letter and posts it to social media. So Avril uh, struggled with Lyme disease for a few years, has overcome it now. But she said that she was she prayed to God for for help uh, during that time, and um, you know, really, uh, I, I don't know if she became religious, but she she tapped into her spirituality in that uh, trying time in her life, and the result is an album that played pretty darn well on Christian radio, <sighs> head above water, got to number two on the Christian music charts. It's the first single from uh, from this album, Head Above Water. But pal, listen. <laughs> In, um, I guess, the, the folks um, deciding what plays on the radio on K-Heart and, and whatnot um, didn't do enough uh, research because her, th- her third single from this album... Yeah, it was a, a collaboration with Nicki Minaj, and her fourth single is a song called "I Fell in Love with the Devil," which uses a lot of <laughs> um, Christian uh, visuals uh, in sort of uh, in ways that I guess uh, rubbed some folks who who found this new artist named Avril Lavigne and, and really enjoyed her first single <laughs> on the Christian charts. Uh, it rubbed them the wrong way. And so Avril's well, I can see why. Right. And so Avril's experience as a Christian music star was short-lived. But it was long-lived enough that we the Kings <laughs> hopped on board this song. That is baffling, Tim. I had no idea about that and I thought I think nobody had any idea about that except no. for, you know, the religious no pun intended. Well, I guess it has two meanings. Listeners of <laughs> K-Heart and, uh, you know, our favorite Christian radio stations. That is, that's fantastic. I mean, here's the thing, man. The, the album art for Head Above Water, the album, it, it's, it is a nude Avril Lavigne with a guitar covering her sensitive areas. So, really, the... A little more research could have been done, and yeah, that doesn't sound like Avril's fault. Like, no, it, <laughs> that's she was probably just as surprised as anyone else to to, to get the news <laughs> that um, she was doing numbers over there. So, <laughs> well, God bless her. Uh, well, yeah, God bless her Indeed. for <laughs> for not. Um, leading into it because you get a taste of that christian music fame and i I can understand why you would be willing to go all in there but uh good for her for sticking to her her roots i suppose and Mm -hmm. um and flirting with the devil a bit and (laughs) hanging out with Nicki minaj and being naked on a cover of an album it is fun to think that there is at least one person out there at, at least one person who heard head above water fell in love with it had not really checked in with Avril in a while and and just found that she has a new album out uh, a couple weeks ago and is shocked by the uh, by the opening cussing you know <laughs> this is not the Avril Wait a minute. I know what happened here what happened to Avril <laughs> <laughs> she's changed she's oh it's that must be a blow I want to talk to that person Oh man, that is very funny. That's wow. See, these are the not, this is the kind of content you can't get when it's just one of us, folks. Yeah, you can't. We can't blow each other's minds. Uh, That's right. If we're not if we're not together, I think that this episode is a pretty good case statement for why we have to keep potting as buds. Let's stay together for the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, once again, that's what I say. Not up to me. The fans do decide. Yes. Um, you know, we'll check. We'll check the the data and, and the streams and, and the numbers. And if it turns out that the solo apps are are doing better, yeah, then we are going to take the word ear 
and <laughs> we're going to separate it from the word buddies, and it mm-hmm. will still be called ear buddies, but it will be ear buddies to represent yeah. the separation uh, that we that you told us we had to commit to. So, yeah, which is fine. It's fine. We'll do. We we are beholden to you, the listener. It's as simple as that. So, Matt, maybe I'll talk to you later. I was going to say, I hope to talk to you later, buddy, but we'll see. 